Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, the boy band are back together this week. It's been a couple of weeks since all three of us was here, but we are back. It's Fast Action Friday, as always. I am Lewis, and I am joined by Pizza, who also wasn't here last week. How are you, mate? I am good. It's two weeks on the trot that I was away, so I apologise, boys. Uh, Everybody who has been filling in has been uh, doing a sterling job, so thank you very much. But yes, I am back. Brilliant stuff. It's great to have you back, mate. And Rob, holding the fort last week with Nathan. How are you, mate? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you to Nathan as well. He did an, an amazing job coming on, um, hold, held the fort, uh, held the line really well. Um, and hopefully we can get him back on at some point as well. You know, um, if uh, if we need someone else to come on and, and talk ball, we, we know we've got uh, a very worthwhile replacement to come in. Absolutely, yeah. He he done a fantastic job last week. But without further ado, let's get straight into it. It is Thursday night throwback. So week nine saw um, unbeaten Philadelphia travel to Texas to try and continue that streak against the Texans. 
Pitsy, let's talk about the quarterback. All right, so I'll start with the Texans quarterback, Mills. Um, to be fair, I, I actually thought he had an, an all right first half. Game was all square, 14-0. Mills had some good throws in the first half too, including some two, two touchdowns. Uh, second half went a bit wayward though. Eagles D adjusted and Mills just couldn't quite keep up with it. He was intercepted twice um, whilst trying to force it as well, try to get the game back. Uh, so his final stats of the game were 22 attempts, 13 completions, 154 yards. So he wasn't too great on that side of things. He did get those two touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions and got sacked three times. Oh, and throwing three rush attempts as well for 18 yards. Um, going over to the Eagles, quarterback Hurts. He had a solid game as always. Mainly connected with Goddard and AJ Brown. 27 attempts for 21 completions, 243 yards and two touchdowns. Big thing here was there's no interceptions. He was sacked four times, though, one of which he fumbled the ball and the Texans recovered. So that kind of knocked off a few points if he had those as part of the All-League. He tagged on nine rushes for 23 yards, so nothing spectacular, but got the job done and got the W. Yeah, um, that kind of carried over to the offensive side of the ball as well, not just the quarterback, but the uh, other offensive skill players. Primarily really good for the Eagles. Uh, Dallas got it, biggest beneficiary here. Eight of nine targets completed with 100 yards and a touchdown. A very healthy 24 points in PPR leagues. Uh, AJ Brown came in second. Not the uh, the bumper game that he had in the previous week, but uh, still did fairly well with four of six completions, 59 yards and another touchdown to add to the, the haul he got last week. And then Miles Sanders and Kenny Game were both banking double figures in fantasy points, and they were helped by a touchdown each. Sanders went for 93 yards on the ground. And Gamewell boosted his PPR numbers with three receptions. Away from the Eagles, looking more at the Texans, the biggest contributor uh, came from Chris Moore. So he stepped up from his wide receiver three to be the wide receiver one for the night with four or five uh, completions with 43 yards and a touchdown. Damian Pierce had looked to be his biggest night of the year so far. Uh, Most carries of the night, 27 carries for 139 yards. Which is only a hundred, uh, only thirteen point nine points in standard leagues, but um, obviously great if you get points per rush attempt as well. Yeah, Damian Pierce, he's, he looks very, very good. Um, I'm not sure he can carry the whole of the Texans team on his back, but let's jump into defense. The Texans, like Pitsy said, they hit hard and four sacks on Jalen Hurts yesterday forcing two fumbles, and they recovered one of them. The Eagles were their usual hawk-eyed selves with two interceptions to add to the three sacks of their own. Yeah, quite a, quite an even split in terms of the individual plays, uh, in terms of the big plays. I think they end up with like a point between them, um, primarily based on, on the you know, point score between them. Uh, we're going to move quickly on to the injury report. So a quick recap of Thursday night injuries, and I am pleased to report there is none really on the offensive side of the ball, but Eagles cornerback Josh Joby, or Job, I'm not sure how you say it, picked up a thigh injury in the fourth quarter, but that is pretty much it. Yeah, um, so heading more into the practices this week and the news we've got coming out for quarterbacks, um, Aaron Rodgers had an injury to his, the thumb on his throwing hand uh, and he has he was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, we know that we, he could probably 
see himself through those things and, and be playing in the next game. Uh, Dak Prescott also, also had a thumb injury. This was on his non-throwing hand and it was uh, observed that he was getting that taped up during the game uh, last week. Um, hey, he's obviously on a bye week this week, so it's not going to affect him that much. So hopefully he'll be back perfectly fine for week 10. Um, someone who did miss last week's game and it's looking a bit uh, dodgy for week nine is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he had limited practice on Wednesday said he was dealing with the pain and maybe able to play through it against the Chiefs, but then he missed practice on the Thursday. So we could see a second game of starting for Malik Willis. Sweet. So on to the running backs then. Jonathan Taylor is now out. So it was the same injury sustained earlier in the season. Naheem Hines has obviously traded away. So keep an eye on Dion Jackson, who uh, came in last time uh, Taylor's out and played pretty well. So watch that one. Uh, obviously, Zach Moss came across with the whole Heinz trade. Uh, we have no idea how they're going to use him, so it'll be just one to watch when he gets used to the system. Um, DeAndre Swift did not practice Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday. Not encouraging the Swift personally. Uh, said that he may not be 100% the rest of the year as well, so that is not good. Obviously, Dan Campbell says the plan is to get him in the game and see where he's at. Uh, Derek Henry limited on Wednesday with a foot injury and out on Thursday. Sorry, 32 carries last week, so perhaps that's taking it easy on him. Uh, this one I like. Coronel Patterson has been designated to return from IR. He's now inside that 21-day window to be activated. Uh, some have been saying that he might actually start this week, but I, I can't say this week, but <coughs> something to uh, to be keeping an eye on. Um Austin Eckler, he was added last night with an abdomen injury. Uh, was limited in training on Thursday. Rappaport suggests the Chargers are just being cautious, so something good to look out, but make sure you're kind of looking out this week and see where he's at. And Chuba Hubbard is out again for the Panthers, so Foreman is the main man. Woohoo! Yeah, and jump into wide receivers. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead man, Mike Evans, he's been limited again this week. He took a bit of a knock, it seemed, in week seven. He was limited last week. He played. I'd expect him to play. Keenan Allen, that hamstring injury he picked up week one, it's just not going away, is it? Coaches admit that the injury hasn't responded as they would have expected. He was seen week seven before the bye um, on very limited snaps. I believe he played half the game. But the good news of it, well, you've got Mike Williams out. That's more bad news for the Chargers and Justin Herbert. But Josh Palmer is back from concussion protocol. He's had four practices this week. He will be the stand-in wide receiver one until we see Keenan Allen at 100%. Um, another big one, Cooper Cup. He didn't practice Wednesday with an ankle injury, which he picked up towards the end of last week. Um he was limited Thursday, but I'd expect him to play this weekend. So in my opinion, this is more rest and precautionary than anything. And it was to be expected after picking up that knock towards the end of the game that they was going to sort of take it easy with him this week. Devontae Adams, he had an illness to start the week. He missed Wednesday. He was back Thursday in a limited capacity, but something to keep an eye on nonetheless. Yeah, three big wide receivers again out for for the week um if you're missing all three of those from your team you know that's that's going to be a, a tough week for you to get through uh especially with also, all the bye weeks as well especially with all the bye weeks yeah uh, another big player who could be out as well is mark andrews so he's dealing with a shoulder and ankle injury uh he left last week's game 
um, with that former after struggling with the ankle injury. Um, maybe sensible to rest him for the bye. Um, and as he likely, it will likely take the lead tight end role. But there's been a little bit of uh, uncertainty with how Baltimore are dealing with um, how they're describing injuries. So we're going to have to really monitor Mark Andrews up, up until until the, until the game time. Um, another tight end who has been a big miss and probably one that a lot of people took early, in early rounds is Darren Waller. Um, his hamstring has forced him out since week five. Uh, he was limited again this week and he was a late rule out last week. Um, so it's going to have to be something that, again, people are going to watch, but there has been talk like there was on the flagship show. Maybe Darren Waller is droppable in relapse draft leagues. Um, leave it to someone else to deal with. Uh, another player and Potentially, you might be a bit sad about this, Lewis. You know, Irv Smith is now on IR, um, but you've got a uh, oh, not that, not that, not that unhappy then. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking the head there, um, but you have got TJ Hawkinson to come in and replace. So, um, is that an upgrade at the position for you, Lewis? Do you think? Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still calming down a little bit from when it happened, but uh, yeah, it's a significant upgrade for me. Love Hawk. Just going to be see see how he gets on in this system, though. Yeah, but no, it's an upgrade regardless, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Right, we'll move on to um, weak points. All right, so a quick reminder of the teams on a bye. We've got Browns, Cowboys, Steelers, Broncos, Giants, and the Niners. So we're starting off with the weakest against the quarterback position. So Raiders have that top spot at the moment. They average around 23.4 points. Uh, They are at the Jaguars this week. So we watched Trevor Lawrence in London last weekend. He had a bit of a poor game. Uh, Hopefully with the Raiders D not so hot against the quarterbacks, we might see a better version of Lawrence. Fingers crossed for that. In second place, we've got Lions there, 22.3 points against the quarterbacks. Uh, they are against the Packers, so Rodgers hasn't had a, uh, a game with over 260 yards yet this season, so that was quite surprising when I had a look at that stat. Packers didn't go uh, get any wide receivers in this week's trade deadline either, so he's got to come up with something to get this offense going. Hopefully this game might be one to get him going. Uh, one thing that has happened is he gets two touchdowns, or he's had two touchdowns in six of the last eight games he's played, so something to watch there as well. Uh, third on the list is the Falcons. They have an average of 21.8 points. This week they go up against uh, Chargers. Stormo hopefully will be happy. He's uh, been chatting on the board this evening. Uh, potentially... A get-right game for Herbert, fantasy-wise. The volume has been there with over 50 attempts in the last two games. But for some reason, the points just haven't followed suit. Uh, don't forget, we've already spoken about it. Williams is out. Keenan Allen is out, still having issues with his hamstring, which could see him sitting out as well. So fire up Palmer and Carter as your wide receiver options for those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we've got the weakest against running backs now. And a quick step back to, to last night's game. Uh, the Texans were number one in the list. Uh, obviously, they played the Eagles. Miles Sanders put up nearly 100 yards on the Texans last night, and both he and Kenny Gamow got themselves a touchdown each. So another rough night for the Houston Rundee, and it's likely we're going to see them on this list again next week. Uh, second in the list is the Chargers, uh, and they are the, the Falcons. Murph has been championing Damian Williams to return in some capacity. Uh, obviously, we've, we've just heard about um, Cordero Patterson potentially returning as well. So there's a few names up in the air. Um, 
no significant news on the waiver wire yet about uh, Williams returning. Um, Tyler Algier, he's got volume, but efficiency has slumped in the last few weeks. So um, this could be a chance for people like Caleb Huntley, Avery Williams to try and get into the fray as well. Um, Chargers have just come off the bye week, so they could have planned well for this game. Um, And we may see them drop out of the top three next week. Uh, The third in the list are the Lions. Another another placement in them in another top three, and they place the Packers. Aaron Jones has been defined as the lead back so far, and AJ Dillon just needs a bit of a lift to his season. So this could be a, a great game for the bounce back from the one-two punch. The Lion game scripts of recent weeks have been full of points, back and forth affairs. So um, we could see the ground game get used a lot in this week. Yeah, absolutely. But the wide receivers. So the Steelers, Pitsy Steelers, are the weakest against the position, letting up 38.8 points. They are obviously on the bye. In second is the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they're facing the Chargers, who have been mentioned already, letting up 38.6 points. So they are closing in on that top spot. But with Keenan Allen probably out, uh, Mike Williams is definitely out. Josh Palmer's only returning now from the concussion protocol. We're going to have to see some sort of depth players come in. DeAndre Carter is the biggest name left here. And sophomore wide out Michael Bandy, he saw six targets on 59% of the snaps in week seven. So he could be one to look out for as well. And in third is the Kansas City Chiefs letting up 34.3 fantasy points a game. And they're facing the Titans. So the question mark over Ryan Tannehill's involvement could have an effect on this game. Malik Willis is still young and fresh. He had his full debut last week, but it was one to forget. Didn't add no fantasy value either. He only attempted 10 passes. So it was nothing there for Woods, nothing there for Westbrook Akina. Obviously, Burks is on IR. If Willis stays in, there will be a downgrade of the Chiefs on this list by next week. Yeah, both running backs just got all the work last week, didn't they? Right then, weakest against the tight end. Uh, Seahawks top the list, 18.3 points. This week they're up against the Cardinals. They play each other again. The uh, schedule seems to be a bit weird this season. They haven't really spread much out. Uh, anyway, Zach has got seven receptions for 70 yards in the reverse fixture. D-hop inclusion may actually open up some space around here as well. Um, funnily enough, the Cardinals are also second. So they average 16.2 points. Versus the Seahawks. No fan last time. Six receptions for 45 yards. Gave good PPR points. Not expecting it to be any of these three here. Colby, Patterson, or Will Disley. Who knows? Uh, no tight end touchdown for the Seahawks since week four. But it's been Disley with a snap majority in this group. So something to watch out for there. And third is Raiders. They have an average of 13.6 against the tight end. Uh, this week they're against the Jaguars. Evan Ingram, he had a, uh, a pretty nice week in London last week. Uh, he had his healthy target share against that uh, Jags, <clears throat> sorry, in the Jags offense, including um, when he scored a nice touchdown in London as well. So he seems to be the favorite to lock into lineups, especially with a slim week of this position. Hmm, yeah. Um, we, uh, we enjoyed watching him, but. Evan's a bit of a dropper, isn't he? I think what we've seen, he can be a bit of a dropper. Let's hope he uh, uh, breaks the curse for this game. Uh, right, final one, flex of the week. 
it's almost been the Los Angeles Chargers show tonight with a little bit of other teams mixed in, and I'm keeping it going that way. So my flex of the week this week is DeAndre Carter. So Keenan Allen, it's been said, I've read it this week, he won't be playing now till he's 100% because he wasn't 100% before the bye. Mike Williams, obviously the high ankle sprain, he's out. Josh Palmer, coming back from the concussion protocol, feel like I'm repeating myself. But it's a case of next man up. But he has had that 15, over 15 point game with Herbert this season. He had seven targets in week seven before the bye, five targets week six. And obviously, as mentioned in week points, Falcons let up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. I'm actually quite confident with this one. Um, probably as most confident as I've been this year. I'm actually starting him in the Scott Fishbowl over Robert Woods, MVS, and Isaiah McKenzie. So I'm putting okay. um, my money, my proverbial money, where my mouth is. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Right then, my pick. I have gone with Hale Herbert. Monty has been dominating the snaps, but not dominating on the field. The last three weeks have been against some tougher defences. And while Monty has had around 70% of the snap share, the work has been quite equal on attempts. But the production is massively favouring Herbert. Against Washington, Monty had 15 attempts, 67 yards. Herbert had seven attempts, got 74 yards. Against New England, Monty had 15 for 62 with a touchdown, but Herbert got 12 for 62. So kind of matched him there. Obviously, didn't get a touchdown there. Last week against Dallas, though, Monte had 15 for 53. Herbert went off about 16 for 99 and a touchdown. So, for me, I've—I mean, to be fair, I've—I've I've championed Herbert for definitely this year. I—I loved him last season, and yeah, this week he is my man to kind of stick in that flex. Nice, nice. Um... I um I'm gonna double down on the one of the picks I was gonna choose last week. I made two picks in case Nathan d- chose uh, one of them, and I would choose the other one. Thankfully, he didn't choose either, so I'm gonna use this guy again. It's Terrace Marshall Jr. Um, one of last week's choices. It was Marquis Goodwin I chose instead. The pass offense has seen such a boost since PJ Walker's come in. Um, they've already announced that Walker will be starting against the Bengals uh, this week, barring any major setback. Uh, so I, I fully expect the the pass pieces to get used once again. Marshall's been seeing a, a steady rise in snaps over the last few weeks, so up from 38% in week five to 93% in week eight. And as we know, snaps mean opportunity. Um, and they're just getting that clicking. They're just clicking with chemistry. Him and DJ Moore both getting good stats, good, good targets, catchable balls last few weeks. I think that's something that they have been missing uh, before. Um, and... The Panthers are getting some favourable game scripts as well. And I think this could be the same with this one. It doesn't matter if the game's close or far apart. I think they, they will be, they'll be throwing that ball uh, a lot. And while um, Donna Foreman has got that sole backfield, they're going to have to give him a rest somehow, aren't they? So let's get it down to Terrish Marshall. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I completely agree with both of your ones as well this week. Um. I was I forgot to mention the, uh, the Bears are up against the uh, the Dolphins, who uh, they've been playing quite a lot of high-scoring games recently. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, the, be the Dolphins, the Dolphins are a bit. Um, they're kind of defensively, especially for fantasy, they're not really good against at any of the positions. So, yeah, look, they're sixth. Is it? Oh no, hang on. 11th worse against running backs. 
So it'd be uh, nice to see Herbert kind of stepping up and taking that, that full workload soon enough. But yeah, Monty being there is... I was surprised actually that, I don't know, there was word that Monty might have been shipped in this last this last week, but he, he stayed put and they kept him well. So we'll see. Feels like it's only feels like it's only a matter of time before Herbert takes over. Yeah, got to agree. I think all those three choices. I am also uh, putting Marshall in a few of my lineups as well, so I too am putting my Marshall where my mouth is. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, yeah, great to be back. Uh, great to have the trio back together again. So uh, until week 10, keep it HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.